Welcome. I've missed you guys. I was supposed to launch this quite some time ago, back in February, but we're actually getting this started on a day that means even more to me. I am recording live from my cozy little couch here in Austin, Texas on Mother's Day. It is Sunday, May 14th, and I am so happy that you are here, and I'm really glad that I'm here today. So welcome. My name is Andrea, and the Dead Moms podcast is all about finding comfort and being able to relate a lot of our experiences to each other, a lot of our experiences that are very uncomfortable, but mostly experiences that are inevitable and that we can't avoid in life, something I've become very good at, which we'll talk about. But the Dead Moms podcast really is here to create some space because I'm just starting to learn that embracing things that are very hard or making them something we're proud of, even though we're in the midst of it, we're in kind of the trenches of it, is actually where the real change happens. So, you know, and I find a lot of comfort in being able to relate a lot of that to all the other experiences going on in my life. And a perfect example of that theme that just keeps coming up is the theme of just getting started and the theme of being able to show up for yourself and other people, but really to show up for yourself. So let's get into it today. We're kind of jumping in head first, which I'm also learning is really the only way to do anything. Maybe that's just for me. I can be a bit of an extreme person. Like I'm either all in, you know, ready to take something on 150% or I can have a very hard time getting started. As you can see, I've been wanting to start this podcast and have been kind of in my own way. I think that's really common for all of us in any capacity of life. But a lot of what I want to talk about and hold space for here, and again, this is really my digital diary. I think of it as I use words that I love. So I love to journal. Um, I love to write. So this is my digital diary. I love to create a very cozy, peaceful, safe space. So we can call this our digital oasis. This is our community. This is how we can relate our experiences that shape who we are. And a lot of those being traumatic not fun experiences, right? But we have to face them. When you don't face things, they pile up. When you don't address problems or challenges or the inevitable, like what this podcast attributes to, the name, the Dead Moms Podcast, when we don't face our grief, which is something I haven't been doing really head on, it just shows up tenfold, right? It shows up in every aspect of our life. Now that I'm 27, And I've been going through quite a transformation over the past few years, I would say. I would almost call it the first time in my life that I feel myself changing in real time. I can feel like the emotions that I've been suppressing or the grief of my mom who passed when I was 15, those heavy, heavy things really have impacted my journey as a young woman, as a daughter, as a sister, as a friend, as a coworker, these these identities that I take the different shape and form of have really ebbed and flowed because of my experience losing my mom. I think we can all agree that 
the motherly figure in our life, whether that's your birth mother. For me, it was my adopted mother. I've never met my birth mother or a best friend's mom, an aunt, a grandma, an older sister, and a dad, right? Dads can be Mr. Mom too. I think that we can agree that it's just an irreplaceable part of ourselves and that me of losing that at such a young age, I had never really given myself the opportunity to create space for me to deal with that grief in a very healthy way. And for me, healthy is just talking about it. Like, listen, it just is what it is. Like I have the majority of my life and the majority of my life milestones to face without my mom. And that sucks. And it's not something I'm looking forward to. But the reason I say that is not for anybody to feel bad for me or for anybody to take that away or no one's going to change it. I say it because when we say things out loud and when we say things that are true, it brings a lot of peace. I have been going through quite a transformation, like I was saying earlier, and I'm starting to learn that the only way we will become comfortable in our truth is by embracing it. And embracing it looks different for everybody, but really a lot a lot like dealing with grief and heavy emotions, the hardest part really is just getting started. It's admitting it. It's saying it out loud, saying, my mom's not here anymore. Or it's saying, I need help. Or it's saying, I can't do this alone. And how do you really begin? How do you take control? How do you kind of lasso all of that Yes, that's a pun since I do live in Texas. But how do you lasso, lasso all of that and harness it and like find joy in the process, even, even when it's hard? Because there is joy. And you kind of get control by the opposite of that, which is you let go. You take control by letting go and by leaning in and by embracing. So today I am here, finally to embrace this community that I really want to build, that I sought after to build because I felt like I didn't have it. I have such wonderful supports in my life to a point where sometimes I am overwhelmed, I think, with the uncomfortable feeling of gratitude that we can have of like, how how am I so lucky? But at the end of the day, I want to build a community for people that don't have that or for people that have forgotten that they have that or for myself. Like, being 27, you start to see how quickly life changes. Like a year ago, I had friends in my life who maybe I don't really lean on as much anymore. Or I had people that I didn't even know existed. And they're now some of the closest people that I can't imagine life without. Or you might have a relationship with yourself that you no longer wish to have, but now you're so at peace with who you are. So I say all of these examples because the perspective shift and the changes in your life bring a different ebb in the flow of your grief. It's kind of like, I always joke that grieving is like a game of whack-a-mole. It's like the minute you think you've hit all of those evil little holes and you've hit all those different things, you look over and one pops up. And that's how life is. Like the older we get, the more complex we usually become or things can become, but also things can become simpler when you just become true to yourself. And I've really felt that 
over the past year or two. And that doesn't mean that things aren't hard, right? Like it's been a very difficult transformation. It's been a very difficult change in the sum of things that I've had to address because when you actually, actually address things, not in a fake way and not in a way that is still in denial, it is so freeing to go, I have decided to let go of my ego and my my burdens and even just what I thought grief looked like. So we really came in hot here. <laughs> That's kind of how I operate. And I really hope that you guys embrace me for that. I embrace you for that. The Dead Moms podcast is going to become a community for anybody who is going through a loss of some form. It doesn't have to be a loss as grand as losing your mom, but it could be a loss as grand as losing yourself, or it could be preparing you for a loss that you might know come or will come down the line. Or it could be, how do we create a community around joy and cultivating these spaces of resiliency and these spaces of connection without having to focus so much on the sadness. I sometimes think about that, like losing your parent, losing a parent is really fucking hard. Sorry. I will try not to drop too many of those, but they'll happen. Losing a parent is probably one of the hardest things you could go through, in my opinion, in my relative respective life, right? And I say that because with that holds the other side of the equation, with a huge loss and a huge fundamental shift in my life at the age of 15. And honestly, even before that, with the lead up of my mom passing away, which I would love to reserve for a special, special episode on that one. But with that being said, there is the other side. The other side is I I lost my mom and I gained like 15 auxiliary ones. I gained so many bonus moms bonus mamas. They're my best friend's moms. There's my aunt. There's my grandma. There's my uh, mom's best friends. A few of them, if you're listening, you know who you are. Quite literally changed my life. Women are the pedestal at which I put any human being on. Women are superheroes and should be treated that way. And if your mom is still around, or your motherly figure that you so love and respect and adore is around today, I offer you to give her the world's biggest hug, look her in the eyes, and tell her thank you for all she's done because moms make magic happen a lot of times behind closed doors. So with that being said, I really wanted to launch that idea of a community back in February And the reason why was I had talked about it for so long. I had support from my friends, my family, even my therapist. She's clued in. Shout out to my previous therapist. You know who you are. Literally changed my life as well. But then something happened. And perspective hit me over the head with a big old stick. And I was like, am I really in the place to be talking about these things? I'm not really in a good place. And I actually sat with that for a while. It's May 14th, so you can do the math. And I talked with a lot of friends, and they all kind of looked at me like, dude, that's the point. Like, yes, that's exactly the point. 
I am not the expert on the other side of the mountain. That's like, Hey, I climbed that thing. Here's how I did it. Now I'm on the bottom and it was easy and I can do it again. I'm actually the first time rock climber, mountain climber at the middle of the mountain. I'm stuck. I don't really quite know what the F I'm doing, but I know I'm going to get to the top because I know that I am worth it. And I know that the view on the other side is worth it, right? We love the cheesy analogy, but it's a good one. I'm not the professional athlete that's going to tell you how I worked hard and woke up at 4 a.m. and had all these crazy uh, morning routines. No, I'm here from waking up at 10 a.m. because I'm in the thick of being unemployed. I'm in the thick of my own mental health journey, but I'm doing things that I never used to do. I'm addressing things that I have never addressed before. And I'm doing it with an open heart, and I'm really, really proud of that. So to go back to February, Andrea, asking, am I really in the place to be launching a community like this? The answer is a big, fat yes. Let me hear everybody say yes. (laughs) Um, And I'd love to hear from all of you about that. Do you ever feel that way, that you can't really relate to like a hero story because you aren't there yet? But when you put your ego aside, it's never really about the hero or the story. It's about the process. It's about the journey. It's about the ebbs and the flows. And it's really hard to see that perspective when you're stuck. But then when you take a a step back, you take some time away, you realize that's where the beauty is. And a lot of times we don't get to see that. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of Uh, not necessarily self-help, but people in the world of bettering themselves. And it does often seem like they're telling their story from the other side. And I'm sure at times I will have stories that way. But to be honest with you, I'm in the thick of it. But it's kind of a cozy place to be because it's honest. And it's like giving yourself a hug. You're taking the reins on your life. And that means letting go of the things that don't serve you anymore. You kind of have to imagine yourself in a room and you can only fit so many things in that room. And I'm really tired of white knuckling my grief and my emotions and feeling bad about them because I'm afraid to make somebody else uncomfortable. And to that, I say, screw that. We're not doing that. The Dead Moms podcast, we embrace our grief. We embrace the icky stuff because the icky stuff creates really beautiful things. And I've seen that in other people in my life. And I've been told that about myself and it's not egotistical or self-centered to look inward and say, this is something I'm really proud of that I am. I feel very grateful that I surround myself with really strong women, with really strong, resilient people that always know who they are, who are sure of themselves or they don't always know who they are, but they always know at least what's inside of them. And that kind of brings us to today, right? Much like our healing process, we just have to get started. And much like our healing process, never really ends. Not to say this podcast will never end. I have no idea where we're going to go. I would love this community to take the form and the shape as to which it is supposed to. The only thing that I want to control on this podcast is the people and the space and the level of honesty that is here. And there's not many bars around that. I want it to be for anybody, for everybody, mostly for myself, like I said, my digital diary. 
So I overthought a lot about what I wanted this to be, what I wanted it to look like. And the truth is, is I created a community because I had a hard time finding one within myself. And that community really does start within. I'm starting to really love the little safe space I've created inside of my heart and my soul. Um, And it really just starts with a belief and a joint that we can create a bond over. And so, again, this is not going to be a space for me to feel bad for myself due to my life circumstances. And I find a lot of peace in admitting that my mom isn't here anymore. I find a lot of peace in saying that to other people. In fact, yesterday, I took an Uber over to my bestie's house. Shout out Grayson and Alex, if you're listening to this. They're two of my earth angels that have quickly become a formative part of my growth. But I was taking an Uber to their house, and the... Uber driver was with her husband and their cute little dog. And they had asked me, how are you spending Mother's Day? I said, oh, unfortunately, my mom's not here anymore. She passed when I was 15. And I could tell, like, you can feel the energy. If you're an empath or you've lost someone, you know what I'm talking about. You can feel the uncomfortable. And I'm at the point where I'm like, it's not my job to make people feel more comfortable because the truth is, is we will all face this one day. And if we can go into that together hand in hand, knowing this shit happens. It's okay. It's not a big deal. It's a big deal to me. It's a big deal to my life. But it's also not. Like People face horrible, horrible things every day. And losing my mom, I don't think it'll get much worse than that until, of course, I lose another parent or some other tragedy happens. But the point of me saying that is it's not about a level of suffering. We're not here to play the suffering Olympics. It's the worst thing you can do. Because the minute you do that, you become a victim in your own story. So the point is, is when I start to say it out loud to people like my Uber driver, or I did say it over Hinge the other day uh, to a to a boy I was talking to. I forget how it came up. And I just said it. And he's like, oh, damn, I'm so sorry. And it's like, it's okay. It's just life. And it's honest. And like, if you're going to be a part of my life, might as well know now. It's it kind of comes along with a lot of my baggage and why be dishonest about it. You know, it's not some like scarlet letter. You know, that's weird. It's just the truth. And with that comes honoring my mom. My mom didn't die in vain. You know, she fought the good fight. She was super sick. And like, I will be darned. <laughs> I'm trying not to cuss on here because I think that's, you know, we're trying to be professional here um, in some regard. But my mom left this earth not to be sorried for or for people to cry over her grave or for people to cry over her, which of course I do. But my mom left for a betterment of herself. She fought till the very last day, um, similar to other people that I've lost. And, you know, the thought that everybody will have to go through this is terrifying and it breaks my heart over and over. But the more we embrace it and come to the table with like, I'm comfortable talking about the things that make me uncomfortable. The beginning of the work is there. I have been the CEO, the founder, and whatever you want to call it, of avoiding things in my life. It is something that has really become a theme over the past few years in my personal life, in my previous job that I I'm actually now unemployed from. I was laid off in January and I'm still looking for what the right fit is, but I've taken quite the slow and 
softer approach at finding a new way of my career. And I'm leaning into some other parts of my life right now. Um, but avoidance has been a huge theme. And I've always kind of been that way, a fearful avoidant, fearful of what's going to happen if I say the truth, what's going to happen if I show my cards. But when you do it, you kind of also realize, like, I'm being honest here with all of you, and I'm not really showing all my cards, right? There's always going to be things we can hold back. There's always going to be things we can protect ourselves. The truth and the honesty and the identity of who we are should not be one of them. We shouldn't hold on to those things so tightly. So this actually feels really freeing. I feel like a really uh, positive and resilient version of myself that is very authentic, I guess. You know, I'm sitting here looking around at my apartment in Austin, Texas, really proud of how far I've come, even though I've had a, quite a few bumps in the roads this year between a layoff, some other personal journeys that I'm not quite ready to talk about. And just facing my mental health and my grief of my mom at 27 really head on for the first time. I'm realizing I'm in the perfect place right now for where I'm supposed to be. You know, I'm focusing on things that I've been avoiding, getting sober, focusing on not avoiding my suppressed feelings, not running away the minute something's uncomfortable. And it's not sexy. It's not pretty. You know, I don't have like a lot to show for it, but I have a lot to be proud of. And you don't have to have a lot to show for it. All you have to have to show for it is bringing yourself to the table, showing up for yourself and being honest. And that's pretty badass. And I'm sure a lot of you listening can relate to that in some capacity. And I joke that right now, I don't have a lot of financial stability. You know, I don't have an income. I'm working through that. So my currency is not financial. My currency comes in the form of time and space. And I think that's rare. You know, there's not a lot of opportunities we get in life to really take a step back and lean in and go, I have been on a path that hasn't been working. Time to focus in on what does Andrea love? What does Andrea want to do every day? How do I want to feel? How do I want to change the way I talk about myself and the way that I show up for myself? It's not necessarily doing everything all at once, waking up at 4 a.m., working a really intense job, doing all of these really hard cortisol-inducing things. No, right now it's resetting my nervous system, getting on a natural routine, not drinking. I've been working on my sobriety journey, which I will talk about at a later date, working on focusing on my family. I try to talk to my parents almost every day, 30 minutes of movement, feeling good in my skin. As women, our bodies change, especially in our late 20s. I'm like, where did these things come from? <laughs> so you're starting to learn how to love yourself in a different way. And it's weird and funky and funny, but it's cool. It's like, again, I'm seeing myself change in real time. And I don't want to take that for granted because it means I'm present and it means I'm with myself. It means my feet are on the ground. And there are very few moments in our lives that we get to say, I was present for that. And right now, even though on paper, it might look like my life is in shambles. It's not at all. You know, it's just, there's a lot of distractions and there's a lot of things people want to tell you 
that you have to do to be successful. And I always encourage everybody to follow their own path. There's no wrong way. There's no wrong path. In fact, my old supervisor, mentor, coworker, friend, if you're listening, you know who you are. I love you so much. She would always tell me when I was at kind of a crossroads of a decision, and she would never tell me the right decision to make because she would say there is no right decision or there really is no right path. There are choices and there are paths. And with those paths, there will become opportunities and consequences. And that's life, right? Like you can take path A or B and you can never really ask what if. So same with this podcast. I'm not quite sure where it's going to go, but this is a place to tell the truth. This is a place for us to laugh. Obviously, you can tell I'm a bit unhinged and I'm okay with that. That probably will not change. I find a lot of comfort in that. I find that that's who I am really at peace with myself is not unhinged. It's just real. Like my friend Meg and I always talk about, shout out Meg, one of the funniest people I know. She's a New York City gal. And we always talk about together the concept of how things can be type one and type two funny. I'll have her on and have her explain it because she's quite a storyteller and she's one of the few people that makes me laugh till I pee my pants. Actually, that's a lie. She's one of the many people because that doesn't take much. But we always joke about how things can be funny and sad at the same time. And that's because you let the truth come in. You let it shine through, shine through the cracks. And that's what we're all about here. So welcome. Thank you so much for listening. I am really proud of myself for being here. And I'm really proud of you. If you are facing something head on that feels like really lonely, or you feel like you're in the trenches, or you feel like you don't have a space for a space to be heard or a space for that community, let this be that. That's what I want to build here. I want this to become kind of the antithesis of avoiding the things that you don't want to tackle, the antithesis of uncomfortable feelings, and the antithesis of when you tell somebody, A, that you're going through something or that you've lost a parent or a loved one or just something that's not fun for somebody else to hear and you feel like you have to comfort and worry about their emotions, this is a space to let that go can't be so worried about that. You have to worry about how is that manifesting inside of your body? How is that causing internal turmoil and depression and really wreaking havoc on your mental health? That's a lot of pressure on yourself. That's a lot of pressure on other people. And let's all just take one big giant sigh of relief, breath, and get through this thing together. So I want to take a pause. Like I said, it's Sunday, May 14th. It's Mother's Day. I'm going to try not to cry. I don't love the idea of crying on a podcast. But again, if we're being real and authentic, if it happens, let them let them tears fly. So today is Mother's Day, and it's traditionally a very weird day for me. It's sad, but it's kind of another day because when you lose someone every day becomes another day without them. So yes, Mother's Day is kind of like it's society's reminder that my mom's not here. 
And it's society's reminder that it sucks that my mom's not here. But on the flip side, and again, I don't want everything to have a positive spin because guess what? Not everything does. It fucking sucks. Oh God, sorry. It sucks that my mom is not here. But with that comes lots of gratitude. And I want to end each episode with a note of gratitude for a few reasons. One, I'm learning a lot about gratitude and not in a cheesy, performative, you know, fake way. I'm learning a lot about how gratitude shows up always three times more than any pain that we have. So what I mean by that is like when I look at my life right now, I'm unemployed. I live alone in Austin, Texas, away from my family, away from a lot of my central supports. I am really in the thick of kind of working through some serious like stuff that's stuck with me over my mental health journey, but it's it's stuff that's really good and I'm proud of that. But with that being said, I'm really grateful that I'm unemployed because I have the time and I have the support from my family and not a lot of people have that. I'm really grateful I'm out here in Austin, Texas alone in my apartment that I pay rent for it by myself because I'm learning how proud I am of that and how cool it is to be 27 go, I live alone and I'm tackling this shit head on. Like, hell yeah, that's awesome. And I'm also learning, I am so grateful for the perspective I have because you can't buy that. You can't make it up. You just, it comes with time and it comes with experience. And I am really grateful for that. So the second thing I've learned about gratitude is a full circle moment back to my mom. My mom was a woman of devout faith. We were raised, born and raised Catholic. She was a good Catholic Italian. And we love that. And we love, I love looking back at my mom's life, knowing that that was something that was constant through her life. It shows up in her friends and my earth angel grandparents. It shows up in my family on my mom's side. It shows up in the way my dad talks about my mom and the way my stepmom, who is an angel of this earth, and the way that she remembers my mom just from stories my dad has told her. But my mom loved this Bible phrase, and I'll have to look up what it is. I can't remember. But it it's this. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And if you break that down, and if you think about, you know, if you're Jewish or Hindu or non-denominational agnostic, you believe in higher power like I do, more of the universe and all these things, you can still apply that. Like, this is the day we were given. Let's embrace it and let's be grateful for it. I am choking up. I'm going to try not to cry. But um, that is like the biggest lesson I've had on gratitude and it all goes all the way back to my mom. So shout out to my mom for bringing us that gift today. Shout out to your moms. If you're listening, give her the world's biggest hug or him. If you have a Mr. Mom, give them a hug for me, hug them tight, tell them you love them. Go to bed tonight thinking of one thing you're grateful for, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much. I love you so much. And show up for yourself in some way this week, even if it's in a small way. I'm proud of you and I'm proud of myself.